0: You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We, the, nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone, and welcome to Nerd. We talk all things, Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This episode number three hundred and forty-six. We're discussing the MCU Phase Five and the Multiverse Saga. I'm your one and only host for this evening, my good friend, my man, my co-host, Carlos. Decided to take a knee this evening because you know what? It has been a very quiet week in Nerd. Not a whole lot going on outside of the final Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania trailer dropping on us, and I thought I would take advantage of this solo podcast to really deep dive into the MCU Phase 5 and this overarching multiverse saga story that we have been promised by Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige. Now, this Quantum Mania trailer really is kicking off, or Quant's main in the movie, I should say, is really kicking off Phase 5 and pointing us more directly at what is likely to be the main antagonist of the multiverse saga, as well as the villain, of course, of the Kang Dynasty, the next Avengers film, and likely really cascading into this massive, huge culmination movie in Avengers Secret Wars. Now, we can reflect back before we get into the Quantum Mania trailer. We can reflect back on previous films that we got inside of Phase 4. Now, there can be a lot of discussion around the quality of Phase 4, what you liked, what you didn't. But one thing is for certain there were some pretty diverse sets of films and TV shows as we finally got the introduction and integration of Disney Plus into the MCU with phase four now I can honestly say that phase four wasn't my favorite phase of all time but when you look back in retrospect there's a lot of good elements inside of this including WandaVision Loki season one no way home She-Hulk Moon Knight even Hawkeye Multiverse of Madness there's a lot of good elements here Miss Marvel Wakanda forever when you really lay it out This slate was very, very strong, I think, at the end of the day. There's things that hit and miss in in there as well. But ultimately, it was a big, expansive moment, expansive time for the MCU. Now, one thing that we were really used to coming off the back end of the Infinity Saga, Marvel Phases 1 through 3, was that we had a more or less linear story being told. It was about building the Avengers to... end of phase one it was about expanding the avengers in phase two and phase three and really building out this infinity saga story with thanos being the ultimate villain now every movie inside of phases one through three really pointed at one of two things either the building of the avengers or the massive through line story that was the infinity saga with the infinity stones and building up thanos and building up the concepts of the infinity stones where you look at phase form what it has produced and like i said before a huge variety of films and tv shows and the introduction of numerous new characters what it doesn't do though in my opinion is tell a very linear story every film does not feel like a sequel to the one that came previous these films are kind of Smattered across the universe, across the cosmos, across time even with Loki. And not every film in this lineup happens sequentially with Black Widow taking place back in phase three. You've got films that are more representative of the multiverse or the street level or even building out the new Avengers. So this non-linear storytelling that Marvel has stepped into in phase four, I think Was a bit jarring for us, the audience. It was a bit jarring because we didn't really know where this is going. It felt different than what we've gotten before. And it really seems that the MCU has really branched out from a single narrative, linear storytelling, to telling multiple stories, much more akin to what you see in comic books. And now, like comic books, you don't need to read or consume everything to understand the bigger events that are coming down the road. Phases one through three were unique because it made every piece matter. Every movie mattered. Every character mattered. Every moment mattered. Where in phase four, and this is where I think there is a somewhat of an audience disconnect at this stage in time, is that not everything matters. Eternals doesn't specifically matter for Spider-Man No Way Home. And Spider-Man No Way Home has no cascading effects into Thor Love and Thunder or She-Hulk or even Wakanda Forever. Some of these are dealing with issues that happened in Phase 3, but for the most part, these were all isolated stories being told to advance characters rather than the grander story. Now, we may look back on this podcast and this time inside of the MCU and realistically think that, yes, it all did make sense, but my opinion here is that this is about expanding out the character slate more than telling a single-line story. It's more about separating the MCU into different buckets or branches you could really separate things out into a multiverse time story being told a cosmic story being told street level and Avengers Young Avengers and maybe even a supernatural story being told all concurrently but not necessarily depending on each other to progress the individual narratives and I think that's really cool because although phases one through three really depended on each other That's not really how the comic book world works. There are stories and characters that do depend on each other more, but a lot of stories are told separately. And you can pick where you want to sit, read those stories. You don't have to consume every single comic book that is being released month to month to understand kind of the grander Marvel narrative. You pick your branch, you pick your bucket, and you stick with it. And the movies have really gone that way. And not everything is required viewing anymore. And so, this is different for us here, us diehard MCU canon followers, is that phase four felt a bit dispersed. And I really think as we get into phase five, we're going to get a lot of the same concepts and ideas as far as development, and maybe more of a congruent and finally narrowing focus down to the eventuality that is Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Secret Wars, we'll talk about in a few minutes here as to what I think it's going to be and how it's going to culminate and how. It's really going to reflect this somewhat nebulous look to all of these stories being told and really bring it together. But if we look at phase five, and particularly in 2023, we've got nine different properties being released inside of this year, including Disney Plus, as well as on the big screen. And the first one is, of course, Quantum Mania. Now, we have the new trailer that just dropped here, and we're going to talk about that right now because it's a pretty epic trailer you're an interesting man Scotland. you're an avenger you have a daughter but you've lost a lot of time like me we can help each other with that Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. He can rewrite existence. And shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. Let me make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need. Or everything you call a life will end. I want her to watch this. We had a deal. This trailer looks and feels very different from anything we've gotten from Quantum Mania so far. Previously, it was not really focused on Kang, where this trailer gives us our best look at Jonathan Majors as Kang, and not only look and empower sets, but also motive. And so I think that's very important. As we've kind of gone through this, we've gotten more and more of Ant-Man and the Wasp, and really how that story is going to be told. But we got a really good look at Kang, and this being much more of a Kang story than I previously anticipated. He is at least somewhat of a flawed villain where he seems to have a motive and end goal in making a deal with Scott Lang here. And that's where things get a bit confusing for me is that as we've dealt with time inside of the MCU and the multiverse, there's a lot of selfishness almost coming from the manipulation of time in here with With spider-man doctor strange even loki and now with scott lang that there seems to be a lot of inward focus on let's tweak time a little bit and see what happens and these cascading effects being so huge and so large but they're all for very personal goals which is something that i don't know if it's meant to be that way but it's an intriguing kind of through line that i'm seeing with the manipulation of time and the whole kang versus ant-man back and forth that we do get in this it, got, it gave me an Iron Man vibe for some reason. Like, Ant-Man has taken on that role with the crushing of the helmet and the way that he's fighting. It's getting that Iron Man vibe off it, which I'm cool with, but it's going to be interesting to see where they take this because the scale of this seems so much larger than it was in previous trailers. Even the music has changed. It got The music, I, I got a real Loki vibe off of the music as well and so it really begs the question of how important is quantum for things like kang dynasty because there's this wonderful wonderful line in there is the beginning of a new dynasty and so this is really pointing at where kang is going to take off yes he was introduced in some capacity a variant of him inside of loki season one and that through line is playing through finally into this film here in quantum mania you know ant-man has always been for lack of a better term a smaller piece of the mcu albeit he is the one that brings forward the uh the ability to defeat thanos with the um with traveling through time in avengers endgame so very nice nod there but and maybe only appropriate that he is the one that kind of kicks off this next step in quantum mania. But I'm very excited for this movie and what it can do. We get the look at MODOK, we get a better look at Cassie Lang, and we get a really good look at, I guess the quantumverse, as it's potentially called, um, the quantum realm, and what it is in a sense that it's a separate universe in and of itself. And so quantum mania, February 17th, it really, it really is creeping up on us here, guys. We are less than six weeks away, almost a month away, Five weeks away from the drop of Quantum Mania, and really maybe the beginning of, or the true beginning on the big screen at least, of the multiverse saga. Because the multiverse saga is this giant umbrella that Marvel Studios has tossed over phases four, five, and six, where the multiverse sense of it is probably more going to be spuriously looked at through a few different films and come together in Secret Wars actually being the final piece of the multiverse saga or at least I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Secret Wars part two because I don't know if you can tell that whole story inside of a single film we're going to be seeing so many cameos in that and really the the branches of the MCU coming back together into a single film and crossing over all these concurrent stories that are going on. But as we progress through 2023, it gets real exciting here with things like What If Season 2, which also plays with the concepts of time in the multiverse, but then you get into Secret Invasion, which one could argue probably has no connections to the larger multiverse saga it really steps into the cosmic realm and we're going to stay in the cosmic realm through the early part of 2023 at least the first half with secret invasion dropping on disney plus in the first half of 2023 and then guardians of the galaxy volume 3 dropping on may 5th again likely sticking quite heavily inside of the cosmic universe and whether or not they continue to expand that with things like nova or maybe even down the road an annihilation type of event cosmic film It seems that both of these shows, although potentially having threads that eventually reveal themselves down the road, are going to be relatively isolated from anything else that's going on inside of the MCU when it comes to this larger Kang Dynasty story, because we're getting multiple avenues explored here, because following up from that is likely to get our street-level style of MCU release in Echo coming out, potentially mid end maybe early 24 who knows but this is really building off of Hawkeye season one and it's going to have some I guess tangible connections to Born Again Daredevil which is again expanding on that street level of MCU storytelling something that we didn't get that much of and was really played out on the Netflix shows and so again you can see how The first four releases of this year, being Quantum Mania, Secret of Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Echo, likely don't really have a whole bunch to do with each other. And that's okay. That's cool. We're getting a huge spread and diverse set of characters and stories explored in a very short window here. And by the middle part of 2023, we're going to step back towards Loki, which is likely to pick up threads from quantum mania that's the one thing i mentioned last week when we talked about our most anticipated of 2023 is that loki season one seemed to have this massive end and consequences that would likely ripple out into things like no way home or multiverse of madness and we never saw that played out and it's always been a bit of a question for me and so i'm hoping quantum mania starts to pick up the threads that Loki laid down. And of course, we're going to see them picked up back in Loki season two. This is one of my top and most anticipated Marvel projects of 2023. And so we're starting to see this this story grow inside of 2023. 2022, I think, had potential with Multiverse of Madness and No Way Home, but there's seemingly a larger or maybe different story that needed to be told inside of that that didn't necessarily connect to Kang. The multiverse in time, these things, although connected, might not have obvious story or narrative ties until we get a little further down the road. Now, as we look towards the middle or the end part of 2023, there's a potential for us to see Riri Williams return in Ironheart. We saw her in Wakanda forever and coming here with her own show, Ironheart, in that Iron Man armor. Potential for Colonel James Rhodes, Rody Rhodes, showing up in this pretty high and this is really developing that Avengers Young Avengers story so again likely not connected to Echo or Loki season 2 or Guardians of the Galaxy but really developing another young character to build out that Avengers through line and that's followed up by July 28th's The Marvel so this is again picking up threads from Captain Marvel likely from Endgame and of course from Miss Marvel as well even maybe some nods that we saw in Multiverse of Madness and so this one here likely playing to that Avengers, young Avengers realm of, or branch, if you will, of the MCU. But this also could have some pretty large consequences and effects for either the cosmic piece of the MCU or or maybe the Avengers piece as well. And we're likely to finish off this year or into the early part of 2024 with Agatha, Covenant of Chaos. Now, this again is likely picking up or it is picking up on threads from WandaVision, but it could be sitting more in the supernatural realm, uh, much more closer to things like Moon Knight and Blade. So as you kind of see, as 2023 plays out, I think we're going to finally get this more cohesive picture in some aspects of the MCU, but it's still going to feel a bit disconnected, if you will, and something that we're not used to as an audience consuming in this fashion and so it brings me to kind of really the next part of it all where you step into phase six with Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars we've also got Deadpool in there we've got Fantastic Four there's rumors of Doctor Strange 3 being fast-tracked to be in front of Kang Dynasty to I think introduce the concept of what we're going to see in Secret Wars and so this path that we are now running on, where we're getting upwards of nine to 10 different properties a year is new for the MCU. And it also opens up the avenue for telling different stories. And so I think us as an audience, I think we have to get used to, or at least shake off some of that habitual MCU consumption in the sense that we can't fall back into that and even criticize, I think, the way the stories are being structured because i think the mcu is just rapidly expanding and you could say phases one through three really developed the idea of connectivity in a film universe and storytelling but truly didn't adapt the comic book form where i think marvel phases four through six is truly adapting that comic book form of storytelling where you're telling multiple concurrent stories and at some point in large events, a lot of them crossover, but not all of them. And so I think it's fun. It's a cool aspect and a really a way to escalate the storytelling inside of the MCU. Because this is something they need to always build on. Something I'm always talking about on the podcast here is about the concept of escalation inside of the MCU and the need and desire to outdo themselves with these films. The Infinity Saga is going to be difficult to top, but the multiverse saga and what I think the future of the MCU is is telling concurrent stories much more akin to true comic book releases. Is where you can watch She-Hulk, but you don't necessarily have to go over and dip your toe into the Thor world. He can show up in an Avengers film with She-Hulk or with Black Panther or with, with Miss Marvel, but you don't need to know exactly what is going on with that character and how he factors in or how his story... Influences the grander narrative. There's going to be important films like Quantumania, I think, coming out here in just a few weeks. But ultimately, you don't need to watch everything. And that is kind of a cool aspect now of the MCU. That was my favorite part about phases one through three was the continuity of it all and the connectivity of it all. But it's got to evolve. It's got to adapt. It's got to grow in a certain way. And it's got this platform in Disney Plus as well as the return of the theaters to really tell all of these storytelling to really tell all of these stories. And so I think as a whole, as an MCU fanboy and as a fan in general, that the MCU is is pointing in the right direction. It is a lot of content. It worries me that it might be too much content. But at the same time, the volume of content and the storytelling, and like I always like to say, the grander narrative has changed. And so you don't have to watch everything. They're making it easy enough on the audience where you can skip one or two things. You don't need to see all nine releases or all nine properties this year to go and enjoy Avengers King Dynasty or Avengers Secret Wars. I think it'll make the stories better. And that's the way that comic books work, too, is supplemental issues and tie-ins make the story better but it doesn't foundationally change the story that you're being presented and the epic tale that will be Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. Now let's touch on Avengers Secret Wars just one more time here because I want, I want to make a recommendation for you guys out there right now. If you want to get a sense as to what potential Avengers Secret Wars has, I'd go back and read I believe it was 2015, maybe, maybe later, Jonathan Hickman's run on Avengers and New Avengers. This idea of an incursion is explored where you have two universes smashing together and one no longer existing and the other one prevailing. And Secret Wars is really you get this massive incursion and you get this universe or this new earth, if you will, quote unquote, formed, where it's made of a composite or an amalgamation of all these different universes, all these different stories that are being told. And that's why I think this has got to be two parter. It would not, and it will not surprise me when we get secret wars part two. I don't think it's going to be like the eighties version of it, maybe a little bit, but I think we're going to end up with a patchwork earth of all these different stories, all these different characters and all these different universes that we've seen in the past, all amalgamated into one giant story. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out, because everything that I am seeing here is playing out that this is MCU branches now, and that we're going to culminate in this big Secret Wars movie. And who knows really what it's going to be about, but it's going to be exciting to watch this unfold. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity. This trailer from Mania got me really excited about the potential and the future of the MCU and, and really what this next year is going to look like for us you know we stepped back last week and looked at the year as a whole but when you look at the mcu this is again another massive year and really bleeds into what will be 2024 and then our cast and then cascade into these big avengers film which i'm assuming is gonna get stretched a little bit more we might be well into 26 by the time we get avengers secret wars so guys i'm not gonna really rant on too much longer here about the mcu but i just wanted to take an opportunity to kind of build a foundation for us all and for us to look down and look at the mcu a little differently but also to start anticipating what these next steps are i found myself a little bit disconnected from mcu phase four which bothered me a lot to be honest with you because i'm such a diehard for phases one through three but i took a big step back and i looked at and i said okay what could this be leading to and how Could this be exciting? And I think that's it. I think it it becomes about the branches. It becomes about finding yourself in these different pockets, enjoying those in isolation, and then seeing what they're able to cross over with at the end of the day. So I want you guys to go on this journey with me, this rediscovery of the MCU and re-excitement, reinvigoration of it inside of my personal fandom. I want to get excited for Quantum Mania, and I am excited for Quantum Mania. Then Secret Invasion, What Up, Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to be doing this stuff day one. I want to get back into this universe in a major way, because between the pandemic and, like I've mentioned a couple times here, the somewhat disconnected nature of Phase Four. it it, it's thrown me off my MCU game. And I want to pivot. I want to take the narrative back, take the control back on my MCU future and really look forward to this stuff. So I want you guys to go on that journey with me. Let me know what you're excited about in the MCU. Let me know if you agree with the branching out and where you fall. Which branches are you excited for? The supernatural, the cosmic, the time and multiverse or just building out to a new Avengers team. We're going there a new Avengers team, a young Avengers team, if you will. It's very exciting to see how we're getting all this content. If you had told a younger Tim or really any of us MCU fans or Marvel fans that this is what we'd be getting, we'd be getting nine properties a year. She-Hulk would have just dropped Wakanda Forever, Thor. Like, There's so much content here, guys, that it is a bit overwhelming, but I'm finding myself reinvigorated, excited again, and I want you guys to be there with me too so guys this is a short one this week just a bit of a a moment to spend inside of the mcu as we pause and as we build out the content for 2023 look we've got some exciting stuff coming down here we've got not only quantum mania coming here in a couple weeks but we're doing our box office fantasy pool it's happening with Vigilante1939 next week on our YouTube channel. You will get a date here sooner rather than later. We're just letting on those last final details. We had to push it one week. It's going to be exciting. It's a big, giant versus. There's going to be lots at stake here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we need you guys to jump over into our YouTube channel or over to our YouTube channel and check that out. and Have some fun with us and enjoy that evening. It will likely be next Tuesday or Wednesday evening over on the Nerd Room YouTube channel. It's going to be a lot of fun and the audio will be dropped into the podcast feed as well next week. So guys, it's been a blast talking MCU. However brief or long it may have been, I hope you guys took a little bit away from this and I want to talk and I want to get the conversation about the MCU going a bit more here and around the Nerd Room. So if you'd like to be a part of those conversations, you can always email us at the at You can find everything we do over the nerdroom.net and youtube like i mentioned we're going to be building that out as we did last year slow and steady is the theme here we're not going quick we're not doing anything too too crazy but we're having fun over there with live streams and some videos that will be falling on to that platform in the very near future guys i've been off twitter a little bit lately i found i need every so often i need a mental health break from twitter and so i've taken a pause there but I still do jump on once in a while and provide commentary around some of this nerd stuff. So our handles they're at the end of the episode. You can check uh, us out there as well. So I appreciate you guys coming and joining me on the solo run and a bit of a deeper dive into the MCU in 2023 Marvel phase five and potentially what we're looking at down the road here. So for the nerd room guys and until next week, I'm your host Tim and thank you so much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Carlos, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and CDN, Kate Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net and The Nerd Room YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room.